Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Guy Nation, welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy with you along with QT Votes. Real quickly before we jump into things, some show notes if you're looking for pro wrestling in the next couple of days. Tonight, WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana, like usual, and they're bringing in Congo Kong for a return visit. It's been a while since he was there. FSW in Las Vegas, Nevada. KEPW in Frankfort, Kentucky. And the TWF in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Tomorrow night, Dive Wrestling in Weber, Utah. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. Evolution in Lucerne, Indiana. AACW in Kokomo, Indiana. IPW in Muncie, Indiana. The Bearcat Rumble in Muncie, Indiana. WFW in Greenfield, Indiana. DEW in Orlando, Florida. Ring Wars Carolina in Lumberton, North Carolina. WXW in Sanbury, Pennsylvania. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. And AIWF in Houston, Texas. So, everybody, make sure to... Go out and support your local independent promotions whenever they are near you. And without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest today, his first time with us. He is from the aforementioned Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana, as well as a number of Indiana-based promotions. Gaston LaRue, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. Well, since, like I said, it is your first time with this, we will give you the traditional first-timer question to start this. What led to you getting into the business of pro wrestling? Um, all right. Well, so uh, my story is not like anything big or glorious, but uh, so I just got out of high school, and I wasn't sure what I was really wanting to do. So, uh, but I knew of Supreme, obviously, from it just being kind of local to me. So I uh, went and I uh, found uh, Draven's number and got into contact with him and Supreme Wrestling. And uh, soon enough, I was trained by Eric Draven and brought up in Supreme Wrestling. Not a bad person to have train you. He's definitely very solid. Absolutely. He's... uh, He's a great mentor, and he's a fantastic guy as well. Now, at Supreme, uh, there's been a lot of really, really good young talents coming into that promotion over the last couple of years, as well as an influx with a lot of established veteran wrestlers, uh, a lot of them uh, national 
level wrestlers coming in there. Since you've been actively with the company, what do you think about the influx of talent that we've seen there at Supreme? I absolutely love it. I love uh, I just love the opportunities that it brings for a lot of us guys that are younger and in the business. Uh, like back in uh, March, I got to face Larry D, who's on Impact Wrestling, national television. That's huge. Um, uh, Cameron Saturn, my tag team partner, he just got to face Aaron Williams a couple weeks ago. So it's like it's really um, it's a really cool thing that you don't even have to, like, go too far away from home to, like, get these big opportunities. Uh, obviously, go out and travel and, you know, get your opportunities to other places as well, but it's just really nice to have this, these different opportunities come in. And uh, I've met some great guys just through the guys that we've brought in. We've brought in guys like uh, Don't Die Miles, and we just brought in a lot of really cool guys. You mentioned legendary Larry D. And Larry D. has been around for many, many years. Uh, he's, in the last year and change, been signed to Impact, so he's on national TV. But he still gets out there. And not only does he run his own promotions, he also wrestles all over the United States for several independent companies. And he also... Mm-hmm pretty much always does a seminar when he's on the road with a new promotion. I know Supreme mm-hmm. has had him there for a few different seminars in the last year. What yeah. do you think of what Larry D has been bringing to the table, not only as a performer, but as someone that runs these seminars trying to get people better, and also as someone that could potentially bring you into his own company and use you? Um, actually, Sunday, I am going to be doing tapings with this company, so that's exciting. Um, me and Cameron Saturn will both be doing tapings for his company. Um, but, uh, man, Larry's such a great and uh, knowledgeable guy. He's about like Draven. He brings so much to the table and so much experience and knowledge. And I've, I've learned, uh, I've been under his learning tree twice now, uh, doing his seminars, and he's just a fantastic guy, very knowledgeable, and he's he's learned things even just since being on Impact Wrestling. He's a guy that's um, been in it for 20 years, and he's still learning, and he passes on that knowledge to younger guys, and it's fantastic to have guys like him uh, in the business for sure. And I know that even when I was in the ring from him, I learned. <laughs> I learned in the ring without him even having to be verbal with me. So it was it was just he having guys like Larry brings a lot and he brings a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience. Now from personal experience uh, going to Larry's shows, make sure you have all of your gear with you because you never know when you're gonna need it. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's a lesson I've learned with uh any show, for that matter. Um, I, I mean, I always take my gear, no matter where it is. Even if I, like, don't think I'm going to work, I mean, you never know. So. You were taught well. That's rule number one, always take your gear everywhere you go. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned your tag partner earlier. You, of course, are one half of Custom Made 2.0 in a lot of different promotions. And you do a lot of tag team wrestling in addition to wrestling as a singles. At this stage in your career, do you have a preference when it comes to tag teams versus singles? I actually I actually prefer uh, tag teams because it's a lot less uh, wear and tear on my body. And also, I have a dude back me up. So uh, it's, a, it's really nice to do tag teams. I prefer uh, tag wrestling. It's, it's my favorite. It's my second favorite style type of wrestling, my first being technical wrestling, which is why I wrestle the way I do in singles. Um, but, uh, yeah, tag team wrestling is just a whole different art because there's four guys in there, and you all have to mesh well together. You all have to work together. You have to – and then you and your partner, you have to basically communicate mentally um, in order to do what you want to do and for it to look nice as well. So uh, I actually prefer tag team wrestling. It's – a, for it being a lot easier on my body, and B, for it um, for it being more of a challenge, because I'm always looking for a challenge. One of the tag teams that you have wrestled very recently is a tag team named Alpha Sigma Sigma. Mm-hmm. Years ago, there was a faction of Alpha Sigma Sigma up here in our neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest, it seems that a branch fraternity has sprung in Indiana. I know what the Pacific Northwest Alpha Sigma Sigma was about. What can you tell us about your dealings with these new Alpha Sigma Sigma in Indiana? Uh they're really talented. Uh, they're actually originally from Ohio, um, but they mesh really well against me and Cameron because we're completely opposite. Me and Cameron are these straight, clean-cut, wear-suit kind of guys, and they're these party guys, come out with a with a cooler, always wanting to have a fun time, just wanting to chill out, hang out. Um, they've got big personalities. Uh, the crowd reacted super well to them in Jeffersonville. Um, so I... And me and Cameron are going to be seeing a lot more of them at Grindhouse as well and facing them. And uh, they got the better of us last time, but uh, we're definitely going to beat them and uh, get the better of them this next time. But they're very talented and have uh, bright futures for sure. I look forward to seeing their progress and seeing if they can live up to the original Alpha Sigma Sigma from this area. Now, one of the oh, yeah. things in the era of wrestling that we are in right now that has become almost essential to many promotions is streaming matches, whether it is a live stream on YouTube or on IWTV or Powerbomb.tv or Fight TV or any of the other several uh, streaming services available. Independent companies were using that as a way to keep fans interested in the product when uh, live attendance was 
not something that they could count on to sustain their business. It's become popular in the last few years, but over this uh, pandemic era, especially it was almost a lifeblood of independent wrestling. What do you think of the streaming services as we continue forward as far as independent wrestling? Um, I think they're just fantastic. Uh, I think they should absolutely stay around, obviously. And they, uh, they give... They give independent wrestlers more of a platform more than ever to to showcase themselves and get themselves out there because I think I feel like while you have your you had your punks and your Cesaros and your Daniel Bryan back up back almost ten years ago that um, found their way into WWE through the independents I don't feel like they could be found as easily unless they were on like a Ring of Honor or. Um, I mean, really, Ring of Honor was the biggest independent wrestling promotion at the time. So unless they went to Ring of Honor, I don't feel like, you know, I felt like it was hard for independent wrestlers to be seen. But now you have all these different promotions that are on IWTV and all the other streaming services you named. And now it's more easy than ever uh, for there to be opportunities for uh, young wrestlers like myself to be seen on top of it. It helps that we also have more big promotions than they did back then as well. So uh, I think it's a great thing, and it really shouldn't be changed whatsoever. One of the other things that became important, not only to independent wrestling, but also at the national level as a way to maintain some income uh, when there were not live crowds being allowed at shows is merchandising uh, going back 30 to 40 years merchandising has always become important whether it is t-shirts hats coffee mugs uh, some people use all manner of different types of things that they can market put their logo or their likeness on it and sell it to the fans to make extra income Mm -hmm. at this stage in your career how closely are you looking at merchandising and trying to improve that aspect of your business um man well i'm doing my best right now right now i just have a uh, pro wrestling tea store actually um and currently cameron saturn and i uh on our CM Squared page, our custom-made 2.0 page, we have a, uh, a, a, split, a place on that page where you can shop and buy all of our stuff, um, all of our T-shirts. Uh, and then we're also working on um, making some, like, CM Squared shirts and maybe stickers and different things. Um, man, it's really hard to just, like, buy a whole bulk order of, like, T-shirts to just go and sell because nothing is guaranteed with that. You just have to take that risk. So uh, I'm looking to do that soon and start, like, selling stuff at shows. But uh, right now the, the only extent of my uh, merchandising is really my pro wrestling tea store for the most part. So, um, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying as much as uh, a 19-year-old with very little income can do. Fair enough. Now, being that you guys are custom-made 
2.0, do you have to pay royalties to Eric Draven and Roger Malcolm? No, 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 no. <laughs> we uh, we don't. Draven, Draven has given us uh, the blessing to use the name, and he's allowing us to use it, and that's that's all that's all we could ever ask for. <laughs> um, and we usually call ourselves CM Squared rather than just straight up custom made 2.0. But uh, just so it's a little bit different, but we're essentially the second generation down from Draven and Roger. So we're just kind of carrying on the legacy of custom made and want to keep expanding it the same way that we all are together through Emerge and through uh, IPW and Muncie and Grindhouse and soon enough uh, New Wave. Uh, we're just trying to expand it. That's all. <laughs> That's all we're really doing. Well, at this point in the show, we have a game that we like to play. We call it Bring On to Toys, Bring On to Funk. I'll give you the option of two different things, and the thing that is your own personal preference is the answer. Are you ready to play around and bring on the choice, bring on the fun? Bring it on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Figure four leg lock or Boston Crab? Boston Crab, because Chris Jericho is my favorite professional wrestler of all time. <laughs> Besides Eric Draven. Yeah, besides Eric Draven, of course. <laughs> that was a close one, rookie. All right, head butt or leg drop? Probably leg drop. Love me a good leg drop. Trunks or singlets? Um, man, probably probably a singlet. I I I've always found singlets really cool looking, especially like on a guy like Kurt Angle or someone. They always look pretty nice. I even thought about wearing one myself when I first started. <laughs> Boat or motorcycle? Uh, probably a boat. Both boats scare me less. <laughs> Pork or beef? Oh, beef! Absolutely. I love. I love me. I love me some beef. I'm not a big. I'm not a big pork pork eater. I'm not a big. I'm not a big pork guy whatsoever. Zoo or museum? Oh. Museum. I'm a big history buff, whether it's about wrestling or American history or whatever. Uh, I've always been a big history buff, and that element is actually uh, engraved into my gimmick a little bit with the book of wrestling. So, <laughs> Jake Roberts or Jake Hager? Oh, Roberts. Roberts is a legend. You can't. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> Boots or shoes and kick pads? Boots, boots, of course. My tag partner, I always tease my tag partner about uh, wearing kick pads because the rest of us in custom made always wear boots. And uh, when he teams with Draven, Draven won't let him wear anything but boots. (laughs) It's awesome. Last one of these, steel cage match or a lumberjack match? Steel cage. Steel cage matches are just, oh, I was in one this past year, and it, it's just, it's such a different experience. But, it, like, the adrenaline of a steel cage match is so cool. I love a steel cage match. 
All right. Now, this one, this question, I think, will kind of tell us a little bit about um, the history of wrestling as far as what you uh, study and so forth. But once upon a time, Pro Wrestling Illustrated was a very big presence in wrestling. It was mm-hmm. something that fans could follow the entire industry and said it's just what they saw on their local television because there were not a lot of national companies. So PWI, mm-hmm. way before the dawn of the Internet, was how people kind of stayed abreast of what was going on and which wrestlers were coming up and on their way down. PWI is still out there. It's still the leading magazine for pro wrestling in the industry. A lot of wrestlers look forward to the annual 500 list to see if they've made it and at what number Mm -hmm. they've made it. For your own personal career, do you see PWI as something as a useful tool or do you think that it is sort of past the industry by at this point just because of the age we're in? I think I think with the age they're in, age we're in, it's kind of gone by the wayside. I still think I I still think that things like PWI are still very um, they're still very uh, helpful because even on the internet, there's so much out there now that um, that like a PWI issue might have uh, statistics from like have like results from like a local like promotion and like. Like I know that I was in there uh, one time for, um, and it was a, it was just in the Indiana section, and it was for when I beat Brandon Espinoza, and so like I think that someone that picks up PWI still they can look at that and they'd be like, who's this Gaston kid? And then they might go and look me up where on the internet, um, there's just such a wide variety of stuff, especially like with what we talked about earlier, the streaming services and things. Like sometimes promotions will get lost in the shuffle. Like, there's hundreds of promotions on IWTV. You're not always going to find, like, you know, some of the smaller ones that are on there that might have some, like, hidden gems of talents in there. So I think PWI is definitely a helpful tool as well. And uh, it's it's also always fun to hear people getting an uproar about who's number one on the PWI 500 every year. So that's that's entertaining as well. Definitely so, no doubt about that. <laughs> now, since you are a history buff and you've studied your pro wrestling history, I presume that you have read several of the wrestling books out there that detail not only individual wrestlers of the past, but of different wrestling territories and just the wrestling business in general from various yep. points in time. What would you personally recommend if someone was learning about pro wrestling and wanted to know more about some of the older periods in pro wrestling? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. See, like, man, I'm not much of a reader, so I've kind of done a lot of my research online. Um, But, like, I used to have, like, a big encyclopedia when I was younger, just like, and it, it, uh, it like would, 
it, like talked about some of like the old territories and different things, and I've learned a ton under Draven. Um, man, I would recommend a lot of the old like Memphis stuff and territory stuff um, because a lot of that was just really good. Uh, I would highly recommend they go back and watch a lot of that and just just do your own research because I know that like some independent re- like some independent wrestlers today were young when they started watching and well were older when they started watching and so like they could have been like 15 in like 2006 when they started re- watching wrestling and haven't gone back too much um, so I think just do your research the best you can uh, just look up like uh, like AWA and old NWA and WCW and just look up things about the territories because and watch a lot of documentaries because I've learned a lot from documentaries either on WWE or on A&E or um, or like any of the Dark Side of the Ring ones like I've learned so much from documentaries as well so I think just doing your research and just really uh, if you want to because I think even learning the history has really helped my me get ideas and psychology for specific wrestlers and I just think I just think it's really helpful to go back and look at the old greats who paved the way in the first place. Like um especially like a Flair or uh even like a Luce or a uh just guys that or Pat Patterson. I love Pat Patterson, Harley Race, uh just guys that you you don't really necessarily hear everything about like a lot about nowadays, like um even your Billy uh, crap, what's his name? Uh, oh, no, like your Austin Idols or like your just guys that were big in their day but you don't hear much about now. Just really look look into that stuff. So that's, that's the best answer I can really give is just do your research. <laughs> you mentioned Luthez. Have you read his autobiography, Hooker? I have not. I have not read it. Normally, my co-host QT gives out homework assignments. This episode, I am giving you the homework assignment of seeking out Hooker by Luthez and giving that a read. I can absolutely do that. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) I definitely recommend it. That is my wrestling Bible right there for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, speaking of QT, he is standing by, and I know that he has questions for you as well. So, Thez, help you as I pass things over to QT. All right. Well, thank you, Sangai. Hello, Mr. LaRue. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, not not too much. Uh, slowly winding down uh, this COVID thing. Uh, I think they have said if you have been vaccinated twice, you can go outside without your mask. Yeah, I, I believe that's what they uh, have said. Yes, but for me, I would like to keep my mask on because I follow some of the kayfabe tradition of the famous Mexican lucha wrestlers that never went out in public without their mask. I'm carrying on a me- Mexican lucha tradition through COVID. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, very good. Okay. Well, Gaston... Have you seen the iconic WD, WWE moment in history when Booker T 
went into a 7-Eleven to get a Slurpee, and Goldust snuck up on him and said if he could have a slurp of his Slurpee, he could have a bite of his weenie. Have you seen this? Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. Now, if you yourself were to reenact this scene in a community community talent show with your partner uh with uh yes with your uh partner of uh your tag team who would be most likely to take the uh role of Booker T you or Cameron Saturn who would play the role of Booker T I would absolutely be Booker T <laughs> because oh. I I'm I'm the least weird one I'm 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 less weird. <laughs> well, now when you say weird, uh, that can be interpreted uh, different ways. How would you say Cameron Starr is weird? Is he an anarchist? No, no, he's not. No, not by any means. He's just uh, he's just an interesting person. He's just got a strange, like, different personality that not everyone has in a good way, in the best way possible. Cameron Saturn has. Uh, a fantastic personality. He's just definitely the uh, goofier one of the two. <laughs> I see. Well, now, in when uh, uh, Goldust debuted, there was still a kind of lingering unacceptance of his, how would you say, lifestyle or gender, which is li- ri- uh, widely accepted today. So mm-hmm. – uh, I I don't think there's much barriers that Cameron Saturn could set to be uh, uh, known as strange or or weird. Yes. Fair enough. Everything can go nowadays, I think. Fair enough. Good point. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, now we play – we are now trying to debut a little bit of trivia. It used to be known on Turnbuckle Turmoil or as fact or crap – are you ready to play our new uh, trivia uh, game that we are debuting? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. This Impact star was wrongly jailed for shooting John E. Bravo. Can you name him? Lawrence D. Who was that? Was it Was it Larry D? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, we ha- now it, you were the first one to play our trivia, sort of, sort of, and you got <laughs> the question right. We might have to disband it now after hitting <laughs> a thousand. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Um, well, uh, Mr. Larue, of these three tag teams, from a visual aspect, if custom made 2.0 were compared with these three tag teams, if a common wrestling fan saw both of these teams, which one would you most be like? This is, this is your uh, tag team, Custom Made 2.0. Okay, I'm going to give you three choices. Which wrestling fans would, would say you're most like? The Wild Samoans with Afa and Sika, Eminem with Joey Mercury and Johnny mm-hmm. Nitro, Nitro, or the Nasty Boys with Jerry Sags and Brian Knobs? Absolutely Eminem, because we have, when we walk out, we have a certain swagger to us, and we have we have style like they do. They, they were like these movie stars, and like Cameron and I, we always are like 
in suits and we always uh, have eccentric, like we wear purple, so we have more eccentric colors when we come out to the ring. So uh, I would definitely say Eminem. We got more of the, got more of that swagger and cocky, confident style about us. Oh, okay. Weren't Eminem originally from the Los Angeles area, like the Bel Air? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Oh, okay. Now, is it your goal in life to visit uh, Bel Air of Los Angeles or the Hamptons out in Long Island, off Long Island, the Hamptons, where George Costanza sometimes goes? Uh, I would probably go to the Hamptons instead. That's okay. All right. Okay. Very good. Okay. Well, Mr. Gaston, can you tell us what entrance music Custom Made 2 uses? Um, actually, we use uh, it's a song called Lexi Turna, but it's like a uh, it's like a rock cover of it. Um, I'll actually I'll I'll look it up right now. Actually, uh, Lexi Turna. It's Lexi Turna. Uh, by Requ- by Requiem for a Dream. Mm, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. You know, there was a movie called Requiem for a Heavyweight. I'm not sure who made it, but it was a boxing movie. Hmm. I've not, not heard that one, actually. Oh, okay. Requiem for a Heavyweight. Okay. Are you yourself, would you, there are different, I have always been fascinated by the classifications of boxing. There's flyweight, strawweight, lightweight, super lightweight, welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, cruiserweight, and then heavyweight. What would you see yourself classify yourself as? Maybe a light welterweight? Yeah, probably around there. Probably because, I mean, I'm 170, so, yeah, it's pro- probably around there. Oh, okay. You'd be, I think you would be slightly, no, I think you'd be a super middleweight because middleweight uh, okay. starts at uh, 160. Oh, uh, okay. And, yeah, and, so I'd probably be. Okay, 160. Okay. Yeah, I, I think 170 is the limit of super middleweight, and then it goes to cruiserweight. Oh, okay. Yes. So I'm almost. Okay. Almost. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, to get to that uh, official cruiserweight limit, which is over 170, how has your deadlifting been going? Do you do any deadlift with heavy weights and squats? Um, I I don't do uh, specifically deadlifting, but I do do like I use some like dumbbells and uh, barbells and different things like that. Uh, I do do squats. I. I'm mainly working on my uh, upper body and as well as legs right now. So uh, just trying to build up a little bit, a little bit of muscle. Oh, okay. Okay. I only ask you this because our second ranked shot putter right now, I think his name is Joe Kovacs. Uh, He is spotted recently and he threw a 16 pound steel ball, 74 feet 8 inches which is which is very close to the american record 16 pound ball there is a youtube video of him squatting nine plates each on each side of the bar three times three times nine plates that's crazy i think that's 
upward near 800 pounds three times with total control. Yes, our second-ranked shot putter. Okay, which brings me to my next question. Did you yourself throw the shot put in high school? I did not. I, I didn't throw oh, okay. the shot put. Uh, I, I played baseball, and I was a uh, show choir kid. So. Oh, okay, a choir kid. Did you provide the background music? for the all-time high school most-run play, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Did you provide the backing vocals for that? No. No, I did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pick up any women in this choral group that went on to be wrestlers. <laughs> um, um, not in my choral group, but in my drama club group, I did. <laughs> You really in your drama club? Some girls went on to become wrestlers. Uh, one girl, one girl did. Oh, okay. For yeah. for legal purposes, can we have her name? Just legal purposes. Um. Uh. No, because she wrestles at Supreme Wrestling with me. So. <laughs> okay. Now, have you <laughs> kept track of her after after you graduated, and does she herself? work at a 7-Eleven? No, she does not. She does not work at a 7-Eleven, uh, uh, but <laughs> I have kept track with her. We're still friends, so we're really oh, good friends. Okay. Very good. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Gaston, we spoke earlier about uh, your entrance music with Custom Made 2.0. Are there any truths to the rumors from my wrestling sources out of Shelton, Washington, that you were considering using the Karen Carpenter song, Superstar, for your entrance music? Superstar. No, no, I'm just going to debunk those right now. That's not true. <laughs> well, now I'm pretty impressed because you said you're 19 years old, and most people wouldn't know the Karen Carpenter song, Superstar. I I'm pretty sure I know it. I think I know it. I'm I'm almost positive, okay. but I'm not I'm not for sure. <laughs> well, she starts out singing long ago and so far away. It, it was in the movie Tommy Boy where Chris Farley and David Spade were going down the road in their car listening to the radio and they came across the beginnings of the Karen Carpenter song, Superstar, and they both agreed it was lame, and they said, well, you can change the channel if you want. Well, no, I'm fine with it. And then they both were singing it at the top of their lungs. <laughs> well, okay, then. All right. <laughs> Have you yourself seen that iconic movement in Tommy Boy where they, where they were singing to Karen Carpenter's superstar, and then they get in, almost get into a wreck. Have you seen that? I can't. I can't say I have. I can't say that I that I have seen that. Oh, okay. Well, now Sign Guy mentioned earlier about homework assignments. I am going to assign you the movie to look up the movie on YouTube, Tommy Boy, and listen to Karen Carpenter and her her song Superstar. It's very funny. I can do that. I can do that. Oh, okay. And then, and then you could sh share it with your tag team partner, Cameron Savage. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll be our new theme music in no time. I'm positive. Ah, 
So my wrestling sources in Shelton, Washington was right. Okay. Maybe. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, Gaston, for the record, can you tell us what your junior high mascot was? Uh, it was probably the same as my – oh, wait a minute. Junior high was at a different school. It was an eagle. Oh, an eagle. Okay. An eagle. Can you tell us what your high school mascot was? A raider. A raven? A raider. Like uh Oh, a raider. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A raider. Like a Viking? No, 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 no. It was like a uh like uh it was like a like a general that like came in and like raided uh the town at one point. Okay. Okay. It was like during like the Civil War. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, if you could put both of those mascots in a steel cage, which one would win? Would you give the edge to your junior high mascot? That's what I'm asking. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's an eagle. Of course. Oh, okay. Kind of like rake him up with his up. talents. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Well, Gaston... At this moment, I would like to read you a passage from a book inspired by true events. It's called The Masked Masked Saint by Chris Whaley, and this uh, later went on to become a movie with the help of Roddy Roddy Piper with with, uh, Chris Whaley in it. Would you like me to read you a passage of this book, The Masked Saint? Sure. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. I am now reading from page 51. Okay. I could see the conversation wasn't going well with the deacons, but I was driven to help them see what should should be done. I would work on this one a little at a time. My next order of business was to make sure Valerie's pimp left her alone. Later that night, I got my tights, boots and mask and went downtown i parked my car at a large store parking lot i waited in the alley behind a dumpster located close to where the pimp was known to encourage his women i had valerie in a safe place but i knew he would not leave her alone a couple of women came into the alley and i saw the pimp arguing with them about money he slapped one forcefully across the face the women made the women made their way to the street while he went to pay a payphone and called someone. This was my opportunity. As I walked up behind him, he turned around and saw me. He slowly hung up the phone and smiled as he lit a cigarette. What are you dressed up for, dude? This ain't Halloween. I'm here to offici- I'm here to tell you that you are officially out of business. Okay, now I'm turning the page. Okay. Uh, Say what? He said laughingly. From this point on, you will find another line of work in another location. He continued to halfway laugh as he sized me up. What are you going to do if I decide I like my work and location? Well, I guess I'll just have to change your mind. He reached in his pocket and pulled out a knife and said, Well, I'm going to show you who is in charge, homeboy as he stared, started toward me. 
I grabbed the wrist of his knife and threw him into the building like I was throwing someone into the ropes in the ring. The knife fell out of his hand as he staggered back toward me. I picked him up and body slammed him on the ground. I could hear the wind leave his lungs as he landed, obviously in pain. I knelt down and said, you listen to me and listen real good. If I ever see you here on these streets again, I will come back. This little match is nothing compared to what you will receive the next time I come. Do you understand me? He nodded slightly, still trying to get the wind back in his lungs. When you get up from here, you will tell those other women that you are officially turning over a new leaf and they need to find other employment. Do you understand that? This time he nodded a little more convincingly. I made my way back down the alley and put my sweats back on and made my way to the car. I felt this problem was taken care of, but the one left would be in for a bigger battle. Okay, that was from the Mass Saint, Chris Whaley. Nice. <laughs> and like I mentioned before, he had worked with I, Roddy Roddy Piper made a movie about this. Were you a big fan of yeah. Roddy Roddy Piper and his bagpipes? Yeah, I loved uh, I loved Roddy. Um, I actually watched his uh, documentary that they had on A and E uh, like last week or whatever. Uh, they actually, I think they actually showed part of the scene in that documentary, uh, and they talked about his acting career and stuff like that. But yeah, I loved I loved Roddy Piper, and uh, I really liked all of his character work he always did, and uh, he was he was really good at his part for sure. Were you a big fan of Piper's Pit? Um, yeah, I actually. Like from the things that I've seen, because obviously I was, um, I wasn't really around when he was first wrestling, so I've kind of had to go back and watch stuff. But yeah, I love, uh, I love Piper's Pit, and I, uh, I love the idea. I love talk shows like like that. I mean, now everyone gets a talk show on WWE nowadays, but uh, I love, I love Piper's Pit. It was always fun, and he always made it controversial, and it was, it was always great. Now, now I'm a little bit a bigger fan of Carlito's Cabana. Were you a big fan of Carlito's Cabana, where oh, he spit absolutely. in the face was, of people that were not cool? Oh yeah, absolutely. That was that was the era I grew up on. So I was a big, I was a really big Carlito kid. I loved Carlito. To your knowledge, did Carlito ever uh, wrestle Roddy Piper? Uh, maybe on like like some kind of special episode of Raw, but I don't think so. Mm, I think I'd give the edge to Carlito. I think Roddy Piper would give a push or uh, uh, a helping hand to the, to the youngster because there was yeah, quite probably. a bit of age difference. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> well, Mr. LaRue, it's been great speaking with you, and uh, I hope you do your homework assignment to look up Karen Carpenter's superstar when Dave Farley and Chris Spade were traveling down the road and they finally settled on, on a song where at first they denied it was lame, but it was truly one of their favorites. And I hope you and Custom 2.0 will use this uh, superstar as your entrance music one day. <laughs> uh, you never know. You never know. 
Oh, okay. Um, back to you, Sun Guy. Thank you, QT. Gaston, you've been in several promotions at this point in time. I made your way to a number of them. Obviously, traveling is something that has always been important in wrestling, no matter if you travel all over the country or if you travel just in your general region. There's always going to be traveling if you're a wrestler. If there was someone that was starting their career today, what sort of travel advice would you have for someone getting into the business? Um, I would recommend to hop in cars as much as you possibly can. Sometimes you have a booking or whatever and you just can't, you know, work it out with your friends. But um, if you can make friends and uh, and they, like, do travel pretty often, jump, in, jump into cars as much as you possibly can. I'm doing it next Friday. Um, but, like, just find it and always find a traveling buddy. Traveling alone is not very good. Um, it's A, boring, and B, uh, it's just not very very safe either. So if if uh, someone were to be starting uh, today, that's the advice I would give them is uh, always travel with friends and travel as much and as, uh, as often as you possibly can to wherever you can. Um, yeah, that's my advice. Obviously, being on the road, it can be a challenge finding food on your way back from a show. It can be a challenge as far as uh, maintaining a diet if you're on a tour and you're just never at your own home to prepare the food. Mm-hmm. What do you, as an athlete, have to do? Uh, when you're faced with situations like that where you're at a wrestling show, it's going to be late when you're leaving there, or if you're out on the road for a few days, how do you try to maintain your particular diet? Um, man, it, it's honestly, it's I honestly struggle with it very much. Um, it's It's rather hard, and right now I'm trying to get bigger, so I am eating a lot and even unhealthy stuff, but... Um, even if you're eating unhealthy stuff, keep working out because I know that like, even if I feel unhealthy and like, I'm just eating something unhealthy, I always try working out like, you know, a couple minutes after once your stomach's settled and everything. And it always helps me feel better. And it's, it's helping me maintain my, my structure as well. And I'm starting to build working out. So I think that, uh, the best thing you can do is just try your best, uh, for whatever diet you're specifically doing. And just try sticking to it as much as you can. No one's going to fault you for uh, slipping up sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it happens. We're, we're human, and it, it's food. I mean, come on. Food's the most wonderful thing that, that there is. So uh, just do your best. That's really all I can really recommend. Now, oftentimes... On the road, it can also be a challenge to adhere to your normal uh, training regimen, um, even mm-hmm. if you're 
going to booking, sometimes you don't have a ton of time to make it to the gym or you don't have a lot of time to do your normal uh, routine as far as uh, cardio or weights or whatever it is. Do you have Mm -hmm. kind of a regimen that you have found that helps you in that situation where you may be pressed for time but you still need to get the workouts? Um, man, I really don't, honestly, um, because I, I've never really just been on a, on a, I've, I've never really traveled yet where I've been on like a several day trip. Um, but if I were, I would probably just, you know, take my weights along and just do it whenever I can. Like even like stick your weights in your, in your, uh, wrestling bag with your gear. If you have to, you can always have time before a match to lift weights a little bit of, a little bit of weight. Um, even if it's not like your normal, even if it's not your normal like workout regimen or whatever, you can still just like lift some weights before your match, pump yourself up, and go on out there. I mean, I see guys that guys at Supreme do that all the time. We have weights back in the locker room, and um, like I see Draven do it before every single match, just pump himself up a little bit with some weights and get ready to go out there. So I think that's really that's really the best thing you can do on the road is just have weights, try having weights along, or if they have weights at the uh, venue that you're going to, and just try lifting a little bit before you go out there. Now, who would you say is the strongest person that you've personally been in a ring with at this point? Strongest person? Uh, Probably Josh Lewis, who is a fellow custom-made member. I mean, that dude is huge, and <laughs> and he throws me around like it's nothing. Uh, the the one or two times that we faced before, we were both in custom-made. So, yeah, probably Josh Lewis for sure. He's insanely strong. He is insanely strong. I have seen him. Yeah. For my own yeah. personal career, I would say the strongest I've encountered is probably Congo Kong, and I know he makes his way around your general area there in Indiana as well. Have you encountered Congo Kong as of yet? Um, I have not, but uh, we have had him at Supreme before, um, and he wrestled Leon Elliott, who was our champion at the time, and they had a really good match. But I personally have not encountered him myself. Well, watch out for the speed and quickness, but also that power. He's got the full package going there. Oh, he absolutely does. <laughs> Larry D's Larry D's the exact same way. Uh, there's a lot of just big, speedy, powerful dudes around here now, deceptively, deceptively fast. <laughs> Absolutely, he sure is. We're down to the final few minutes of the show, and I want to make sure that you have plenty of time. If there's anything you want to say to the listeners, if there's anything you want to plug, social medias, upcoming shows, merchandise, your favorite record store, anything in the world, floor is all yours. All right, so... uh... On Twitter, you can find me at Gaston LaRue, and you can also find us, find me and Cameron Saturn at CM Squared on Twitter. Um, on Facebook, I'm just Gaston, Gaston LaRue. I'll friend you. Um, 
Uh, we also have a CM Squared page that you can like and follow on Facebook. Um, let's see here. Uh, I have an Instagram. It's Pro, Pro Wrestling Gaston. Uh, you can, two Gs, the wrestling and then the Gaston. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a Pro Wrestling Tees store, so just go to Pro Wrestling Tees um, uh, and you can slash Gaston LaRue and you can uh, find my find my shirts there as well. Uh, feel free to buy one and pick one up. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, upcoming shows. Uh, this weekend, tomorrow night, I have Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. Uh, Sunday, me and Cameron Saturn have no crowd tapings um, in Indiana, Kentucky with Generation X Pro Wrestling. Uh, let's see, the 21st through the 29th is going to be a very busy time for me. So the 21st, I have, uh, me and Cameron Saturn will be at a Pro Wrestling All-Stars of Detroit up in Michigan, uh, making our uh, debut up there. Uh, the 22nd, we will have Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. The 23rd, we have Grindhouse Pro Wrestling in Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena. Uh, let's see, the 27th, breaking news here, uh, I will be making my OVW debut in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, that Friday will be Supreme Wrestling Final Friday, where we will be having a Supreme Rumble to determine our new heavyweight champion after it had to be relinquished by Leon Elliott, who had to retire. And then the 29th, I will be at Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana, hopefully as the heavyweight champion. But I will be defending my light heavyweight championship against Savian Truitt. So, uh, and then June 5th, uh, Cameron Saturn and I will be up in Marome, Indiana, uh, for New Wave Pro that afternoon. And then we're going to travel to Seymour, Indiana, for uh, Supreme Wrestling Crossroads that night. So, busy man. You definitely sound like a busy person there. Well, I want to thank you very much for taking the time on your Friday evening to join us here. We definitely enjoyed having you, and hopefully we will do this again sometime soon, and hopefully our paths will come at some point down the line. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Give all the boys my best tomorrow night. Tell Draven the fine guy says hello, and... Hello to all the rest of the boys there, and you will definitely be keeping tabs on what's going there at Supreme. And fans, definitely, if you get a chance, get out there and catch Gaston LaRue and for his tag team, CM Squared, custom-made 2.0, if you will. Very, very talented young individual. He's just getting a start, but he looks to have a world of potential. So get out there and support him when he's going to be at a show near you. We will be back with you Sunday afternoon. We will be having Disco Jack Frisco from San Francisco, former HPW star from the early 2000s. It's been a while since he's been in the business, but we are excited to have him on to talk about those days. So definitely join us from for that. And in one week from this very day, we'll be back with you with Bobby Joe Bristow out of Oklahoma. 
make plans to be with us. Stay safe out there. Get out there and support your local independents, and we'll talk to you soon.